0: It's great to be here on this week's episode of the podcast with Aberdeen FC goalkeeper, Joe Lewis. Hi, Joe. How you doing, You right. Very well, very well. You're I like good. the studio you've got there in the car. <laughs> it's
1: the only piece in quiet you can get anywhere. I can't get it at home, I can't get it at training, so I just
0: escaped to the car. Quite right, quite right. So how's the, how did you find having the break, Joe, over the same director with John because that was quite uh was it three weeks or two
1: weeks yeah but it was brought forward we actually got um over a week off completely yeah. so off training well there was training to do at home and stuff like that but actually to, to sort of go and do what you want really um but it was just sprung on us obviously brought early so no one could book a holiday or went like that so it was it was it was nice because it was actually time off it was actually yeah. Normally, if you've got a week off in in a month's time, your wife books loads of stuff, activities for yeah. you to do. <laughs> so, um, it was quite nice for it to be sprung on us, really, and sort of just be a bit off the cuff. And we nipped down to see some family in England, um, and did a few bits and pieces, but nothing that was that was planned. So it was it was quite nice actually.
0: Do you think it's? Do you think what's your thoughts on having these breaks? Because when did they start having the breaks over over Christmas? It wasn't that long ago, was it? It must have been only a few years. Yeah, ago. the
1: last the last probably four years maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't mind it. See, the first bit of the season, the first well, the first half of the season really. There's there's a lot of breaks. You've got the international breaks. Um, so you've got, I think it's September, October, November you've got weeks with no games in them, in them months. And then you get January, January is always welcome because of the weather. Mm. Um, but early, the, especially the early, the first two, September, October, the weather's still decent. The pitches are still good. For me, I'd like, I'd love to play as many games as I could in them yeah. in their months. Um, and obviously then you have the break in January when weather's not great. And the pitches are training pitches are sometimes frozen and, yeah. and, uh, and that's probably the, the perfect time to have the break, which is why they have it then, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember all the pressure because of the games getting cancelled and stuff like that as well. So, but the international breaks is quite new as well, really, isn't it? That's only a few years ago that started. Yeah, it, it
1: is good. It is good because you can. But like I say, they just come. Kind of, we have you have yeah. one in March as well. That that the March one's always a bit welcome because you feel like that one in March is like the break, and then you just. Sprint finish after that, isn't yeah, it really? Yeah. Um. So it's it's uh that one that one's always quite a good milestone, I think. Because then you you get back from that, you just think right, get my head down there and just let's just power through to the end of the season. Yeah. Um. And and I think that's quite that's quite a good marker, really. But the, like I say there's three early on in the season, and that's probably where it's quite tough to to get any um momentum. Yeah. Yeah, you know when you when you're when you stopping you stop three times in the, in the space of four months the first four months of the season um to be fair if you're in Europe and you have the qualifying yeah, games in Europe which, we, which we've had since I've been at, at Aberdeen, you start really early so yeah. um so it's not quite so bad in that respect but if you are just starting your league season in you know the first or second week in August uh and then you have three breaks in in, in the next four months and it does become difficult
0: to get that yeah. momentum, I think. It'll be interesting to see how everything develops with the breaks and the games, isn't it? Because I was reading the quote from the the FIFA president yesterday, you know, again, pushing for a World Cup every two years so there'll be constant international breaks, wouldn't yeah. it? I
1: don't know. I'd like to say, say I can't see that happening because of... Well, a number, well, so many things, but welcome four you. That's just the way it, that, that's, that's what makes it special for me. Yeah. The fact that it is every four yeah. years, but, um, but a lot of the time money talks isn't it. And if, if that's the driving force behind yeah. it, then you don't know what, you don't know what the, what decisions might be made. So, um, for me, i would much rather it every two years, keep the, yeah. keep the unique and special nature yeah. of it. But, oh, um, cool, but that's, that's out of my hands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the goalkeeping, joy. Did you always want to be a, a goalkeeper as a kid?
1: Um, I was always a goalkeeper. I always loved playing outfield as well. I played outfield okay. from school um, and I used to enjoy playing outfield. I think every goalkeeper you speak to will, will always fancy themselves as a striker or, a, or, a, <laughs> or an outfield player. But the reality of it is probably um, well, not probably, definitely not physically up to uh, up to that, and i probably not technically either. So, um, and there's one, there's maybe one or two. Look at Edison at Man City. I, like, I reckon he, he could have been an outfield player. Yeah. The ability he's got, feet. Um, but yeah, it's uh, always been a goalkeeper. Yeah, from I was always I've, I've got an older brother. He's two and a half years older than me, um, and he played football outfield and he used to want a goalkeeper to kick a ball. That, and I was always about a foot taller than everyone else, and in school so it was sort of natural really that okay. i would i would find my way into get into the into the goal um yeah so from like i don't know under nines um and then under 10 signed properly at at, um, at norwich okay. in the was, academy. It Nor- was it norfolk you grew up then was
0: it yeah. yeah
1: yeah 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 just south of norwich about 20 minutes south of norwich so um, yeah, so grew up grew up there, and just literally from ten years old, you're training twice a week, and then game of the weekend, you know. And I and I, and I was at Norwich for
0: ten years. Oh yeah. And who was your big influence as, as a youngster then? Who influenced you the football wise? Uh, my dad, my dad
1: was mad, keen at football. On football, we were season ticket holders at Norwich from, okay. from since I can remember. Um. And we had um, what else did we do? Yeah, my dad was dad. Dad played football, but not obviously yeah. when I was. I was. Um, he, he He's he'd retired, and he retired from work as well. When when by the time um, I was getting brought up by him, but um, uh, yeah, he was really keen on football, loved it, and and cricket, and tennis, and golf, and wow. you know all sports. We were just just wow. literally did everything, did every every sport. So. Um so that was great, yeah. So he was main main influence of my brother as well, just obviously the amount of shots he must have taken at yeah. me in, in the garden. Um and then obviously you get a bit older and you start getting into football. I would say probably a big a couple of big influences was what Robert Green was the first team goalkeeper at yeah. when I came through.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, my youth team manager was A.D. Bouverde. Okay. Who was yeah. brilliant? Yeah. yeah, so like you learn, like obviously you're into football, you get the encouragement, you've got all the natural things mm. that you would expect from a kid. Like wanting to play football, goalkeeping, and everything else, watching going to games. And then I got into it when I got start, started going to full time or the year or two before full time. Mm. AD Bouvoy was the, the under 19s manager, I think. Um, I don't know what his job title was officially, but he was in charge of the under 19s group of the scholars. Mm. And then it just he was for me that was a massive eye opener, and he was um really. I wouldn't say he was strict, but he was well, yeah, he disciplined that like that mm. real discipline.
0: We didn't have any superstars in our youth team, really. Mm. Um, How old but, were you when you signed full time, then Joe? Was that at Norwich? Yeah,
1: yeah, I was at Norwich. I would have been 15, 16, just coming out of school. Um, probably 16 by the time I signed uh, October. So, no, just, just before my 16th birthday, I would have been signing professionally. <laughs> Um, sorry, signing my scholar mm. forms. And then a year later, sorry, no, it would have been just before 17th. And then in uh, um, 17, I signed professional. Mm. Um, did you so, enjoy
0: it when you went full-time or was it a bit of a shock, you know, the, the discipline and all that? You know, because I know some of um, think it's going to be just all kind of starlight. And it's usually it's quite a, a lot more disciplined than they think.
1: That first year is so tough. I, yeah, yeah. like I still remember it now I'm 34 now and it was I still think and when I see a couple of the young young lads come in you, you've the the first six months just mm. hit you like a like a steam train mm. um because you just you go like I say like I said before you, you twice a week maybe three times a week um and then a, a game on a on a Saturday or Sunday morning then you're every day you yeah. go into every day it's your job it's your full time and it's not even just that it's the you actually go. You're into work. You've got a job now, and then you know it's not. You're not going to school. You a mess around with your mates and and that sort of thing. You, you're in, That's, that's your, you're in a job full time, um, and yeah, you're cleaning boots. You're pumping the footballs up. You're cleaning the showers. You and then you know if any one of them jobs isn't getting done properly, you know you yeah, no, you know about it. <laughs> yeah. um, and then you're training. And you're back in you're cleaning boots you' you're, you're sweeping the showers after what you, you've got your weights to do yeah, yeah. it's and then uh, yeah I say you get introduced to weight training and that sort of thing which you've never yeah. really which we had never done before I would never done before that um probably i' have' still done loads of it but um but yeah it just hit you it does hit you like steam training and you just like looking at it now and i probably I'm, I, I'm assuming they did it at the same yeah, you, know, you need that six months mm. to settle in to so that full time routine, um, and you don't get many days off either. You know, depending on what level you're at. I was sort of playing with the reserves as well when I first came in. Mm. So, you've got the youth team games. You've got the res- if you're a reserve team or when you were a reserve team player, then you didn't get a day off hardly because yeah. if you were a first team, at a game on Saturday, so you're in training on the Saturday morning and then you'd go to the game on the Saturday afternoon if it was at home. Um, or you might be traveling with a squad. I'd be the third goalkeeper. So I'd travel with the squad and do the shooting before the game and stuff like that. Mm. And then I'd reserve games were on Monday night. So then you're in Sunday training, yeah. game Monday. The first team are in Tuesday. So you're in Tuesday. Um, Wednesday, the first team will be off, but you're back in training on, on Wednesday. And then it starts again, you know, goes mm. you go through the cycle. So you get caught, you can get caught in that sort of, I don't know, like a little bit of a no man's land yeah. where you're not the first team player. But you're not a youth team player. There was yeah. sort of it was a half reserve team when you play friendlies, so you just caught like you're in every day. Yeah, it was yeah. great, but I don't know whether whether the sports scientists would have it now. No, um, no. that was that was the, you, you know. I think you probably employment law would would make sure you get your your, your amount of holidays that you and your days off. I don't, and just I don't think like,
0: I don't think you'd even allowed to do the the old. Cl- the amount of cleaning and all that that's out the window as well isn't it that's mm-hmm. what going
1: no yeah there's there, that's that, i mean for me i mean there's clearly reasons why they've done that and maybe it was abused by certain clubs yeah. um i never had to clean the stands i never had to paint the stands you know like years before me the people the lads were doing that yeah. ours was jobs around the changing room so so cleaning boots cleaning boots was the main one mm-hmm. and that had to be done right um clean the shower, sweep it. I mean, you had the screegy things, sweeping the yeah. showers, not too bad a job. The footballs as well was important. Well the footballs, you always made sure you did the footballs right because the last thing you wanted is to get out there and the first team manager squeezes what gets one of them, squeezes the ball. And oh. you just know if you if you're seeing the first team coach or or anyone doing that, you're thinking, right, someone's getting it, someone's That's running right. this afternoon. Someone's doing laps of that pitch this afternoon. When, when when one of the first team players or coaches does that so yeah but it was great I, I loved it like you know like you get you get verbally battered and sometimes physically if you if you if your if your boots weren't clean for the for the first team pro but it, and then I, you know I enjoyed every minute of it it was brilliant and I think when when the first team players had given you a bit and 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 just just taking the taking the mickey out of you, really, um, half the time it's because they, you know, you, you felt like you felt involved. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you felt like you like like that you were included. I think you'd be worried if they weren't talking to you or if they just blanked you. Yeah,
0: Joe. So, so when you were going to and you said you know that first first six months hard for anyone. Do you think it's it's useful? Uh, I take it you were you were able to stay at home and commute or commute go to the to the club there. Do you think having that home support around young players when they're going through that first year or that first couple of years, do you think that's important? Well, I went
1: in digs. Oh, you went in digs, digs yes. Yeah. Which was five minutes five minutes from the training ground and with another player. Um, I don't know. For me, I think it's different for everyone. Some people maybe need to be at home. Mm. Um I enjoyed being in digs. Yeah. Well, I wasn't on my own. I was with another player as well. Um, so for me, it helped me a massive amount, I think. But then, you know, eventually I was there, I was in digs for probably three years, same digs. And my yeah. digs were, were brilliant. They like, they, they were just like, it was, a a, a slightly older couple who had, um, had kids that had grown up and moved out. So plenty of space, but he had a, the, the the guy Ray, um, he had a pool, he had a business, and they had, they had a snooker mm-hmm. team. So you know in his in his garage, in a big snooker table, mm-hmm. jukebox um jukeboxes, you know the the little um gambling machine things, yeah. uh, it was like a pub in his in his garage. Um, so that was brilliant. You know we, we had like loads of fun in in, in playing, just playing snooker pretty much every yeah. night and. And being five minutes in the training ground helps. So you could just, yeah. you know, you could just nip in and out when, whenever you needed to. Um, yeah, it's good. That was that was great. I think. Um, but I was only, yeah, I 20, 20, 25 minutes from home as well. Yeah.
0: I suppose that um, that's a great point about the digs, so I suppose what I'm get, getting at as well is, is, isn't it? It's that balance between having enough support from important people around you, but also um, being somewhere like the digs that I'm hearing you describe. It's that, It's it's a right growing up point it, is, life, it is it is definitely
1: definitely because um uh yeah like, I think oh, I wouldn't have changed anything for, yeah. for me. Um had I had my family been further away I maybe would because I was able to nip back every weekend yeah. if I wanted to but I, I didn't but I, I knew it was there. Uh I'm hope hopefully like there's there's plenty of um support for there will be neat these days you know, there has to be this this piece of people I know at Aberdeen there's people designated yeah. for them jobs yeah. to make sure that yeah that the, that the lads are, are all right and they've got decent digs and and have settled because that's that is so important to be to be happy isn't it you know mm. even a, like, away from football Oof. it's so important you know you're not, you, this, there's quite a few lads I've seen I've seen sometimes boys you know, if they come over from Ireland or yeah. um, or if they've come from you know hours and hours away sometimes abroad you know, one or two lads have come come mm. abroad 16, 17 years old. It's difficult. Sixteen, yeah. seventeen. Even even into your early twenties, sometimes you, you've been living at home, and, you, and all of a sudden you're away from home. You've um, you haven't got that. I know you got the phones and stuff like that now, and Facetimes, yeah. but and the Zooms like yeah. this. But it's not it's not the same, is it?
0: No, no. And that. So and when did you make your debut at Norwich? I never, I never played for Norwich. You never. So.
1: No, I, I was there till I was twenty. I was on the bench at Norwich from fif- at fifteen. Um, so I, was still, I was still in school and they had a couple yeah. of injuries, and so I was on the bench for in Norwich for six or seven games, um, in the championship, and then uh, the, the following season in the Premiership as well. Um, and I was sort of around the first team for yeah. I'd like say f- four or five years, and never got the opportunity. Robert, Robert yeah. Green was the goalkeeper, and he just never ever got injured ever. Yeah. He was the fittest, strongest bloke you'll come across. Um, so I never, I went on loan, went on loan to um, Stockport. But can you remember uh, that getting
0: night? that shout from the manager, say you're on the bench for the first team? Can you remember?
1: Yeah, I do, I do. yeah. You know, I was, I don't even remember being that nervous, to be honest.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I probably was, but I think at that age, you're so... Um, I sort of felt I was doing really well. I knew I was yeah. playing well for the for the reserve for the youth team and when I paid for the reserves mm. I was doing well. Mm. I knew he had the confidence in me. It was Nigel Worthington was the manager.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh and I got on with him with here. I liked him a lot. I knew he rated me and yeah. I was only fifteen and then sixteen the following season. But um he must have had a, a reasonable confidence in me to, yeah. to do that. Um but I mean looking back I was you know I was uh, Half the half the size I am now in terms mm-hmm. of like I was skinny, you know I was, I, and I can quite I can imagine if I would got on, opposition would have been opposition strikers would have been rubbing their hands probably, at the thought of, of a cross coming yeah. and just absolutely just put me in the back of the net along <laughs> with the ball. But my time at, like crossing was always a strength of mine. Coming yeah. to a time for crosses yeah. and it was all right. I, I, I maybe could have done all right, but it would have been yeah, a bit of a um, a bit of a step. Um at that age, because you know, I wasn't physically ready. Yeah, I was yeah. tall, I was the height I am now, but yeah. you know, I was 10 kilograms lighter, uh, probably. Um, so I was never, yeah, i probably I wouldn't have been physically ready. I might have got away with it for a game or two, yeah. or for a half of it if I if it got sent off. Um
0: sorry, right there. That's all right. See, Joe, I yeah. and I think we've spoken about it before. I I think one of the areas that fascinates me about goalkeeping, and you've alluded to it there, is is you know, you waited for four you were around for four or five years on the bench. Yeah. Is the amount of patience as a goalkeeper mm. you have to have, isn't it, to get your opportunity?
1: Yeah, because I mean
0: I say okay, I got got that
1: got that chance to sit on the bench at fifteen, and you think and, and you think you think right. This is me now. I'm, yeah. I'm there. I'm, I'm there. Not. You don't think I've made it? I didn't think I've, I've made it, but you sort of do. You don't. I didn't stop training hard. I worked hard still, but you you think right. Um, this is me now. Like I'm on the bench at 15, so I'll be playing at 17. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, yeah. You and then, and then like Robert Green's there for 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 years, and just playing really well out of his skin. You're waiting for him to get a move, but then and the manager's thinking, well, I can't put Joe in that at, at, have a number one goalkeeper at 17, 18. Mm. If he thought I was good enough, he probably thought, well, I think, you need some experience. Mm. Um, but at that time, you, you don't, you're not patient. You know, you, I was getting impatient. Mm. Uh, it was a 19 before I went out on loan. Um, but still, you've know, you, you got so much growth between yeah, yeah. 15 and 19. So like loads and just getting that little taste of it early
0: on that makes you hungry for it. But again, impatient. So, um, See, Joe, can I ask you a question about the relationship between goalkeepers? Because I, I think that's in a lot of ways quite different from outfield players because I take it at Norwich there, for, for example, and we'll use that example yourself and Robert Creeden and I'm sure there was other keepers there because you're, you're, yeah. all, you're really close training each other and training with each other, isn't it? But also you're really directly competing for the jersey, totally. Yeah. What's that relationship like because you have to help it's, each other don't you yeah you do you you need in you need each other you can't yeah. go and train
1: on your own um i've never i've always got on really well i think you just you understand um you understand the, the difficulties mm. uh i think all goalkeepers maybe feel like um other players managers staff uh coaches they don't fully understand the position yeah they either don't want to or they just don't. Um, and it's just the way it is. You know, it's, it is completely different. It's almost a different sport. You know, you use, you're, you're, you're doing something completely different every day. Um, I think a lot of them just think the mad goalie's over there. So sort of yeah. just let, leave them to it and don't, don't really take the time to understand. I think a lot of the coaching now, maybe the coaching badges, um, they have a little bit of the goalkeeping involved with it as well. So that they want people to understand the position a bit more, but I mean, people don't. I listen to commentators. Uh you yeah, know, it does it does your head in as a goalkeeper sure. watching yeah. watching the, the 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 highlights or the, watching te- the, the games on TV and they, I think the goalkeeper maybe could have done better there. Oh well, yeah, in slow motion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, when, I- when you slow it down, yeah, you definitely. If it was going that that pace, you would expect him to save it, but it wasn't. Um. And just, you know, there's no, there's never any, well there's rarely any analysis on a goalkeeper technique. Yeah. You know, they say, yeah. oh, I think you could have done better there. I'm I'm, I'm work. Okay, well what what could he have done better? But, you know, tell yeah. Them, yeah. If you think you're saying you should have done better, what should you have done better?
0: Yeah.
1: And then they they never give you it because it's there's not the in-depth yeah. uh, every now and then you get like you actually get Robert Green on on Sky Sports News sometimes, going through a couple of goalkeeping stuff and 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 every now and then you get a, a Schmeichel maybe do a bit yeah. or or someone like that, but um, I think there's generally not the not the interest. So that's, sorry, going back to what you're saying, that's where the goalkeepers have their sort of their close knit um, friendships. Even though you are competing for the same spot, yeah. you, you do have to you understand the, the difficulties that, each, that everyone's going through. Yeah. And I, I've never known. Like, I've I've heard of one or two um, times when goalkeepers haven't got on. Mm. I can imagine. I've never experienced it, but I can imagine it's a nightmare oh, for the goalkeeper be. coach. Yeah. Like you know, you're going into date every, going to work every day, and you got a bit of needle with the guy here working. Yeah. Imagine like you're going to an office, and the guy who sits in the desk right next to you, yeah. you, you don't like him, you hate him, yeah. and you and, yeah, and you yeah. just nonstop bickering or whatever. But even like you know, if you, sometimes you think you should play, or you, or the other, or you're playing, and the other person thinks they should play. I've experienced that and you still, it's its nothing personal between mm. the two of you. You maybe have an
0: issue with the manager. Mm.
1: You maybe see have
0: an issue with the coach. See, that's a good point. See, Joe, when we're talking about the goalkeeper as a position, do you think generally managers understand the goalkeeping position? I don't think, I don't think I've not really
1: come across many that, yeah. that fully that, that understand, and, but... You can't blame anyone for not doing no. Unless you've done it, you're not going to fully understand. I don't yeah. understand. I mean, I, I try to man- imagine being a man- manager at, at any football club. And I think that must be absolute, just nonstop stress. Oh, yeah. You've got 25, 30, including young boys, 35, 40 players that have all got their own agendas, own problems, mm-hmm. own issues. And you've got to deal with that. Like, I, I don't understand I try and imagine what it'd be like. I don't understand. I couldn't do it. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. there's so an incredible expect... amount
0: of moving parts, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I
1: don't expect, and for, for you know, and in each individual position, there is that as well. So I try. I think I've got a good understanding of the centre house. but I don't. I don't know what it's like marking a player from a corner. You know, if someone gets lo- loses their man from a corner, and they score. No, I can't critique that really. I can't analyse it because I've never physically done it. So I'm not going to start slating someone for something that I've never done. But also there is obviously people do need to do their job and that is part of it. But it's, it's difficult for me to really go into detail about what you should be doing um, about marking from a corner because I've never done it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and that's not me expecting no criticism for for letting in a shot just because someone hasn't received a shot before. But... um. But sometimes you, it's, it made me as easier for for a goalkeeper, a goalkeeper coach as well. Which is, that's why Marshy here is great. Um, you know, you analyse things together, mm. and with Woodsy uh, and even Tom Ritchie as well, young 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 boy, um, we'll go through the games as we're walking out. Oh, what about the goal on Saturday? Oh, maybe if you'd done that. Oh, if he'd moved there slightly, it might have helped you a bit. Mm. You know, you, you you talk things over. Mm. Um, and just discuss it and that's you know, we've got we've got a really good relationship, the, the goalkeeping unit. And we've got a really good relationship with the 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 management and and the and the coaching staff as well, really, because they ask the questions, they analyse things and we, you know, we and, and they they listen as well. They're not just made their minds up and they they were it's a quite honest, open discussions um happen.
0: You know, we spoke about earlier, and you were speaking about the amount, of, the amount the goalkeeper plays the ball out now, and how good they have to be in in their feet. Do you think that's changed the relationship and the understanding between the goalkeeper and, say, the the defensive unit, the back four or back three? Do you think they have to know each other more now and communicate more now? Um, yeah, I think so. It's it's
1: definitely. Um, i in terms of playing out um, you need a better understanding of each other before it's just been like positionally wise but now in possession um i need to know that if i'm getting a back pass that be there if i even if I'm getting closed down i can take that touch because i know yeah. he's going to be there yeah
0: um,
1: whereas you know if 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 you're new players, moving part, they like say moving parts and different people around you. Sometimes you you're not quite sure, so you think I haven't got time to take that touch because yeah. I don't want to be there. So yeah. I'm gonna have to just boot this long because I don't know what I, I'm not sure. He might be there, and he probably will be there. But the more you play with the players, the more you get yeah. to know him, the more the better relationships you have with these 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 lads. Um, the the easier it becomes, and like I say, that's when people say, "Oh, they're understanding and the team needs time to gel." They do. Yeah. You no, know, and and yeah, injuries, it's suspensions. That's that's part of it. You know, you yeah, need yeah. to be able to um, to get get to know where where people are going to be. Yeah. What you know, how whether, do they like a path? visit them so they can take a touch? Do they want it roll in front of them? There's loads of different yeah. sort of um, uh, aspects to it. But yeah, it, is, it has become even more important with that. Yeah.
0: And tell me a little bit then from from your journey from Norwich to Sunny Aberdeen then how did that map out? Cause I noticed you picked up um, a bit of the Dory coxent <laughs> as well. You've got a wee bit. Of that we
1: <laughs> My wife won't let that happen. I <laughs> she
0: will
1: be on me. Um, yeah. So I uh, mentioned, I went on loan to, to Stockport. I've only paid five or six, five games for Stockport at the end of the season. Uh, they had uh, a player going back, a goalkeeper going back. Wayne Hennessy was on loan there and he ended up going back to Wolves. Um, I think, to play. So I went to Stockport in League 2, played five games, did well. Didn't didn't really have a great deal to do, but enjoyed it. Came back and then it was that summer I was trying to get on loan again because I knew I wasn't going to play at at Norwich. Um, So I thought, right, I need to get on loan. And it's quite difficult. It is very Mm. very difficult when you you try and get on loan because players, a lot of managers don't want a young goalkeeper. Mm. They don't really just want... That's... No, I want experience. less so now, hopefully. But um previously it was just like, no, I just want experience goalkeeper. How many games has he played? Not not how many games has he played well.
0: Yeah.
1: Just how many <laughs> yeah, games has he definitely. played. Yeah. Um, don't get yeah, almost it was almost don't get how good he is, how many games has he played? So it was that's what I, that's the way I used to look at it. I used to think well you you'd rather have a a goalkeeper who's proven to be not that good. Yeah. Then a young goalkeeper who might be brilliant for you yeah, but yeah. obviously um obviously might not be as well there's, there's, there's that risk but Jim Gannon was the the stockbrook manager he took that risk and then Sammy McElroy was the um, mm, the yeah. Morecambe manager yeah. and uh, he, took, yeah. he took a gamble and I was there six months absolutely loved it really like, enjoyed it really enjoyed it
0: Um, because Sammy then, was iconic there wasn't he Sammy ex-Arsenal oh, and yeah
1: yeah yeah he was he uh, was he was brilliant. He was really good, um, and uh, just let me just to, just encourage me. Gave me loads of confidence. Did so. I did well there. I was only there six months, and then um, in them six months, we played Peterborough twice in two of my best games. He'd mm-hmm. been against Peterborough, so um, they looked at that and the way Peterborough were doing it at the time still are young players. Um, the new chairman had come in, uh, Darren McAntony. He was putting money into the club, so they signed me from Norwich for four hundred thousand, um, which at the time was a uh, a record fee. I wasn't playing at Norwich. I didn't, honestly, I didn't want to leave Norwich because that's when my club. I yeah. was supporting Norwich. Uh, still do support Norwich. Um, and didn't really didn't really want to go uh, at the time, but um, didn't want to, so not didn't want to go to Peterborough, but I didn't want to leave Norwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when I looked, the more I looked at it. Um, the more I thought to myself, this is just this um, is the right thing for me. You know, Peterborough was, I think we were f- fourth, maybe in League Two, fourth or fifth in League Two when I when I joined them. Uh, obviously, three go up automatically in League Two in, in England, and then then there's playoffs. So I thought there's a good chance we'll go up. We went there, we did go up, came second in the league to Milton Keynes, um, and then we went up again. The following season, we came second in League One. This following season to um, Leicester, I think. It was Leicester, yeah, uh, in League One. So then, you know, it ended up being a great move. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the idea of, of oh, we'll try and move, forward, I didn't expect it to happen that quickly. I hoped that it would happen that quickly. But then, you know, I was there for four and a half years We and never stayed in the same league consecutively for two seasons. We went oh, yeah. League Two, League One. <laughs> Championship, League One Championship. Um, so, yeah, it's, it was a brilliant experience, great sort of uh, a, a bit of a roller coaster. But then I ended up going, I left on a free transfer when I was 24 from there to go to Cardiff. Mm. I didn't finish playing that well at, at Peter River last season. Um, I didn't have a, have a particularly good season. My contract was out. And um, I went to Cardiff and I was sitting on the bench at Cardiff for pretty much two seasons, really. I played the cup games, played uh, one game in the Premier League, which was great. We got promoted oh, yeah. in the first season. Oh, Dave, yeah. Dave Marshall was playing brilliant and I wasn't, I wasn't going to look in. Didn't get injured that first season. Second season, he got injured for one game. I played uh, played one game in the Premier League, which was great, against Hull. Um, and then, um, manager changes, Malcolm Kai leaves, Solskjaer comes in, um, and then I just... I just felt like I wasn't really ever going to get in the picture. wasn't going to play. So um, had two years left in my contract. I thought well, I've got two years to get my face back out there, mm. get my, get playing yeah. again. I ended up going to Blackpool for a season, which was crazy uh, at the time. It was yeah. Um, yeah. we pretty much relegated by March. It was a tough season. That yeah, was I'm as sure. tough as it's been. Um, because they, they, there was a season, I don't know if you remember, they they didn't had hardly any players until yeah, about a week I before the season yeah. started. And I signed five five days before the season started. And then even then, we got to the game. We had the first game against Forest in the in the league, and the team's been put up on the board. And then this is like an hour, two hours before kickoff. <clears throat> no, probably a bit, probably three or four hours before kickoff. And uh, the chief executive walks in to speak to the manager. So whispering away, you think, what's going on? Take the team down, go for, like, go away for twenty minutes, half an hour. Come back with a new team on because the <laughs> chief exec hadn't reg- hadn't registered half the players. Oh no! So uh, so it was a, it it, I mean, it was a shambles from start to finish. Really, that season. Thankfully, there's new owners at Blackpool now, and well, yeah, I think there's supporters uh, clubs or supporters own own it, mm. and it's been run really well mm. apparently, and and. I always felt so sorry for the club because the supporters were there and trying, yeah. you know, to get rid of the owners, and it was just a disaster. So anyway, so we had a season there, a difficult season. Um, I had some good games. Personally, I did all right, you know, in a in a, in a team that was struggling, and I had the ups and downs. But I, I played some. I played really well against Fulham away one game, and then you know, as it happens, you know, I, they needed a goalkeeper on loan the following season. I went there.
0: Really? So.
1: Um, so, yeah, so when they only played eight or nine games there, um, because it was always there as injury cover, really. And, and the other lads came back quicker than they thought.
0: I love um, that old and cottage. Cottage. cottage, I love it as a part of
1: Yeah, Fulham's an unbelievable club to play for, unbelievable because it's, I mean, location wise, it's brilliant, yeah. um, expensive, but but brilliant, um. And uh, yeah, the 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 cottage and the and the stadium is is pretty special as well. It's just unique. Um, and then so that came up. My contract was up at Cardiff at the end of that season at Fulham, and um, Aberdeen were were straight in basically um, early because when you I think our first game of the season that following season Aberdeen's first game was the thirty for June mm. in the Euro, uh, Europa League play uh, Europa League. Um, qualification matches mm-hmm. so they get their business done early they needed a goalkeeper They, I think Derek McInnes wanted to sign bigger players stronger, stronger. I think he felt like one or two games in the season before we got physically bullied mm-hmm. um, and he wanted to sort of strengthen the team up physically and, and, and give us a bit more aerial presence so um, yeah I signed decided to go for it wanted to didn't expect to be here five and a half years later Belly. but um, yeah <laughs> But yeah, loved it. Loved, loved it from the minute I got, got going. And uh, and like I say, I mean, even I was like four games in and I, and I had a game where we were in the Europa League. We got knocked out of the Europa League and got a back pass and it bobbled over my yeah. foot. Yeah. And um to clear, it just swinging a miss. And although like looking back at it, it was not really, it was rolling flat. I've, I did it first time. Not really much you can do about it. Yeah. still horrendously yeah. embarrassing and you know, you gutted, you're out the you're out of the competition. That was the ninety first minute or whatever. But um even then the supporters still gave me massive support and I think could see what I was trying to do in terms of like trying to come for crosses, trying to be positive, mm-hmm. um and and trying to impact the team and, and help the team and, and got right behind me and Super. it's been like that really Super. ever yeah. since yeah.
0: See, Joe, just because I'm aware you have to get in um, to training there. See, just probably to finish where maybe we'll we could chat again about your Aberdeen years. What I'm really struck with when you're t- talking about moving on loan or to different clubs, a what I've noticed over the last few years, players' uh, perception alone changed. So they, you know they're realizing now it's they can use it for a developmental. Um, route rather than just oh a club doesn't want me so I think perceptions but when you were choosing what club to go on loan for to were you thinking what club fits me or did you just go for any club?
1: Um I think yeah you do think that there's there's often not a queue of teams line yeah. up for you. <laughs> Yeah, um, especially as a young goalkeeper. When you when you're young, when I when I when I was at Norwich, you know, who will take me? Mm. Please, <laughs> mm. I will go anywhere. Went to Stockport. I mean, in Norwich went to Morecambe. It's like a
0: yeah, six-hour really drive. Yeah, you yeah. know,
1: it's yeah. it's not great for that location. Why? not living in Norwich is never a great location really to get to go to. But um, yeah, you do try and work some of the fits. I mean, when you're young. The, 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 the team that fits is the is a league was a league team that I wanted you know in league two to play and mm. that was it I didn't look at now it's very much looked at styles of play what yeah. would suit a certain goalkeeper yeah. if a goalkeeper is really good with his feet and the first team that he's playing with play out from the back can we try and get these young players to play at teams that have got a similar philosophy when I was there it was just go and play go and get games go yeah. and get experience um, when I was going along from Cardiff to Blackpool I wanted to play in the championship um, or top end of League One really is, is what, I, what I thought at the time having not played for a couple of seasons as well I was, I was looking for I mean with hindsight Blackpool wasn't a good club to go to because because of the way it went but I mean I learned a massive amount so it's not maybe it wasn't a bad thing but um, but you know, when you're looking at it, you'd rather go into League One and play at the top end of the league than the championship and be at the bottom, because it's a grind and it's hard work. Uh, it's hard work both ways, but, you know, it's not enjoyable, and probably for your, for your career and for your name to be involved in a what was, it, what was an embarrassing season for Blackpool, really, um, wasn't probably great. And then, obviously, that follows on the next season, then you're looking um although you've or paid all right at Blackpool um, again you're looking for for a, for a loan yeah. and this time your contract's yeah. running out at your home club so it needs to be right this time you need to play well um, Fulham's a big club and I think maybe the, the initial like oh wow Fulham brilliant yeah that'd be great um, maybe if I'd gone back I'd maybe have held off and maybe not done that and looked for something where I would go and play, play. week in week out mm-hmm. 30, 40 games a season but you know, you just uh, you make the right decisions. What you think is the right decision at the time. You never got you've not got the benefit of hindsight for it. Um, so it's um, uh, but and, and again, loved it down there. Made some great friends down there and played, got to play um, at Craven Cottage at FM for a great football club. Yeah. So um, there's lots of positives from from both. Really, I mean, the Blackpool one. Like I say, the the experience of that. Uh, alone, you know, in the dressing room, the training ground, the pitch, the atmosphere in the stadium was horrendous. In terms of not horrendous, in terms of quiet, horrendous in terms of just, it was the the support, every support I wanted, the the owners gone. Um, yeah, it was it was quite uh, not enjoyable, but like I say, a great experience. Yeah.
0: See, Joe, just to finish with, then if you if there was any young keepers listening, you know, at, at 16, 17, you know, they've come out of the youth teams or they're, they're in around first teams, you know, at whatever level as well, but they're, but they're on the bench, you know, they haven't mm. quite got that breakthrough into play. And what would you be your advice to them?
1: It's so easy to say it, but be patient. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm 34 and I've had the vast majority of my career. Um, I've hopefully got some good years ahead of me as well, but. Yeah. It's a, for me to say to a young guy be patient yeah, is yeah. easy. But you no, know, you feel like I mean I, Tom Rich yesterday he turned nineteen and he's oh I feel like I'm getting old. And I was like I looked at him and he wasn't joking. Yeah. And I was like You're nineteen you're a goalkeeper for a start. You're nineteen. I think these days players are given more time.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, when I was younger when you if you were like especially an outfield play, if you're 17, 18, 19, and you're not involved with the first mm. team at Norwich, or you're not in and around it, getting on the bench, coming on every now and then, you get released at the end yeah. of year, year 19. Now you're giving a lot more time. They can People look at it and think, okay, well, physically, he's not quite ready. We'll give him a bit more time, mm. give him another year or two's contract. People see it as more of an investment yeah. uh, in the player, yeah. rather than it just not ready. So patience for me would be important. Um, and also keeping that drive not um, like I say you get, you, get, you get involved with the first team at 16, 17 and keeping that drive is difficult mm. but just have that have that mentality that that even if you're not getting the opportunity whatever how can I get better okay I'm not playing How can I go in the gym can I, can I push it alright speak to my agent find a loan club try and get me on loan speak to the manager yeah. You know, never, never be afraid to knock on the manager's door and, you know, you don't have to barge in like a bull in a trainer shop and say, why aren't I playing? or I need to go. But just discuss discuss your future. Talk to people, you know, people in in uh, your, your parents, your agents, your managers, your, your coaches, your goalkeeper coaches, and speak to them and see where they see you and, 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 and maybe try and map out how you're going to get yeah. them little steps towards where you need to be. So if... If you can't get on loan because you know, I mean, loads of loads of managers now want go goalkeeper that can kick it miles. Work on your kicking, work on your kicking. And if you're playing with these youth team matches or reserve matches, and you're booming it miles, that stands out to managers. You know, it's little things like that. Mm. What can I work on? What the first team managers want that I can give them?
0: That. That's you great. know, all
1: that that I can work on. um But a set like you know. You, what is the reason? What's stopping you getting to where you want to go? That first step and what can you do to get there Goodie. for me because I never had that thought process at all when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, I want to play, I want to play, go out and train, just go out and train, just do what I'm, do what the coach says and then go in and do some weights or whatever but I never really had that, that sort of and I still don't really set specific nailed on big goals, medium, long term mm-hmm. and all that but yeah. I think having them little targets to try and achieve um and, and what what's gonna get what is gonna get me to this this next step where I wanna to get
0: to. Yeah. But all um, advice, Joe. Great stuff. Yeah. So thanks very much for uh, taking the time and we'll, we'll need to get you back on again and do a part two. I'm aware you need to get in there and get that yeah, that's the fine steps. yeah
1: part two. Is, uh, I feel like having been neglected there in my club. So um So we can maybe get a go through there. No, that was superb,
0: uh, and and in particular, you know that journey about, you know, as a as a keeper, you know, we talk about patience, and it's just a huge thing because you see it, isn't it? That's the reality for the majority. So, brilliant, Joe, and I'll speak to you again soon. Cheers, mate. Brilliant. Cheers, cheers, Don. Thank you.